good Friday morning. Delaware, how are we doing this morning? I'm doing good. It's rainy this week. I know. (laughs) But, you know, before we know it, it's going to be snowy and we're going to miss it being rainy. Yeah, I think I I appreciate the rain more just because it's easier to drive in. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot. Some people just still can't. They still can't do that. You know, it's holiday driving, (laughs) so officially this is when we are all to forget exactly how, which is the brake, which is the gas, when to turn. Yeah. Cross, you know, you, how blinkers work. Yes, and you oh, know, headlights—they're the worst. If you're trying to go somewhere, don't go over until the exit is three lanes to your left, and then take them all at once. All at once—it's the—it's the funnest way to do it. That's how we drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is your driving lesson for this morning. This if you are driving, driving Molly, yeah. please be better than what we're saying. <laughs> right. Be better. You're all capable. <laughs> our guest this morning is Kellen Freeman. Kellen is our information technology training specialist. Did I get it right? right. Yay! (laughs) Um, (laughs) First, yeah, and um, he is. You see him in our maker studio at the Delaware Main Library, Um, and so we're going to talk in the second half of the show about some of the things that's happening with the maker studio in the new year, Um, and yeah, lots of good things. Yep, classes, all sorts of stuff. But Mm -hmm. before we get into that, we're going to talk books, um, reading, listening, watching, all the good things. What do you have, Molly? Well. I am still in my Christmas reading. That's good. So it's, I'm really excited. I'm down to one book for Just any of you season. following on Goodreads. I've got one more book to go. <laughs> um, but this time I did a really fun one. Again, I got it off Libby, and it was pretty easy to get, so I don't think there are huge lines on it. It was called The Christmas Cocoa Murders. Uh-oh. It is a trilogy, so it's three short stories in there by three different authors, Carlene O'Connor, Maddie Day, and Alex er- Alec. Erickson. I can say names. Yeah. Um, so let me just give you a teaser on each of them. The first one starts with a community with battling Santas. Uh-oh. So a Santa from a local town has shown up. And these Santas take their jobs seriously mm-hmm. all year long. Well, as they are getting the Christmas season going in the small town, so imagine Delaware having our Main Street events. Yes. And the, the kickoff party is about to begin, and Santa gets rolled out in his hot cocoa dunk tank, oh. his new idea for the year, a little too early. Okay. So he gets yanked back, and then just a couple seconds later, he comes back out. But no Santa's face down in the hot cocoa. Oh, no. I didn't, I didn't want tell it to you go these there. were murders, right? <laughs> I didn't want it to go there. Now, don't worry, anybody listening along. This is not the real Santa, and this is also a fictional book, so this didn't really happen. <laughs> but this is the story of trying to solve, with all the battling Santas and all the holiday cheer going around, mm-hmm. what really happened was the cocoa poisoned? Yes. Did something else happen to Santa on the way? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Well, once that gets solved, which I'm not going to tell you the answer, that runs the whole book, (laughs) I'll tell you about the next one. So that was the Christmas Cocoa murder in this book. The next one is Christmas Cocoa and a Corpse by Uh Maddie Day. Uh Oh, Oh, Christmas Cocoa is just dangerous in this book. (laughs) So this one starts with a local Robbie Jordan who runs a local country little restaurant. And she's always making these fun little meals that are seasonal, like eggnog, um, uh, Gosh, I'm forgetting what oatmeal, eggnog oh, oatmeal. It yeah. was like that thing we eat in the morning that we stir with hot water. Go well with, and I was wow. like, not much, yeah. but not oatmeal. much, yeah. but it did oatmeal. <laughs> um, she makes all these fun things. Well, she invites people over to her house, her upcoming in-laws, and some of their friends for dinner with her, you know, new fiance. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next day, one of the people in the couple they invited 
is dead. Oh, no. And he did have cocoa at her house. Oh, gosh. Now, she's been making all this hot cocoa and these little Mexican hot cocoa and little packets, and they all get confiscated by the police. And she is now a prime suspect. And at the same time, there's a chocolate lab that is in this story named Coco. And that is all I'm going to tell you because I don't want to spoil this one. There's so much in this. You said chocolate... Chocolate lab, and my mind went to forensics, like oh a, like a forensics chocolate lab. I like wish. we are studying the science of chocolate <laughs> because I well, was like, obviously we need to send the hot cocoa off to the chocolate lab. I love these short story <laughs> things because you never know what's going to happen. Because the next one is almost that crazy. The next one is death by hot cocoa. Um, this one is in an escape room. Oh, yeah. So they all go into an escape room. They all get sent in their own rooms. They got to figure out how to get out of. But when they come out. There's a dead body. Oh, no. But they're all locked in a room still and have to figure out how to get out. Gross. And, of course, our main character solves who killed him before they get the door code to escape. Hmm. I loved them. <laughs> so it's three short stories. Like if fun. you're looking for some things that make you feel complete, and I did not count them three times in Goodreads like I do some of my Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking for some quick little short reads, the Christmas Cocoa Murders, um, you can get an ebook or audio. We probably can get it. I should probably look in the catalog, but you can get it either of those ways on Libby. It was an absolute blast. I got into the Christmas spirit. You get to hear them about decorating trees and, you know, crystal or the sparkling lights and Santa Clauses and, and dead everything bodies. and dead bodies. Yeah. Who doesn't like that in their Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, that is a whole lot of fun. But, Kellen, you said you don't have a Christmas story for us today. I don't. Um, <laughs> but I do have a series to watch. Uh, so there's a, a YouTube channel called Jet Lag the Game, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. features a regular group of three people and sometimes a rotating guest that <coughs> use travel as a method to play a game over a large distance. So the first season they played Connect Four using U.S. states. And so cool. you had to go to the state capitol, pull a little challenge card, and do a thing, and then that was yours. And if Whoa. you could make a line vertically or horizontally across those four states, you won. Cute. <laughs> um, the second season was a race to circumnavigate the globe in 100 hours or less. And it seems hard. Yes, it was, it was hard. Because um, <laughs> budgets are a part of the challenge. You yeah. only have so much. You have to complete challenges to get more coins so that you can be able to take a flight and everything like that. The second, third season was they played tag across Europe. Oh, okay. Ooh. So the three of them had a place in different countries that they had to get to, and over four days, whoever could get the closest to that point or actually reach it would win the game. Um, these are real people doing real, people. real things. Yes. On YouTube. Yep. Nice. And <laughs> so they, they use GPS trackers on each other's phones and everything <laughs> so that whoever is, whoever is running is broadcasting their location to the the taggers, uh-huh. but they don't know where anybody is. So mm-hmm. there's the constant suspense of like, I feel like they're right behind me. And then they're like five cities over to the east because they missed their train or something like that. But the- so this is people who like anxiety. <laughs> yes. Okay. They seem to do really well with it. Okay. But the new season just started on Wednesday where it is a race to visit the most U.S. states in 100 hours. Whoa. In 100? In 100 hours. So a little over four days. Yeah. And I feel like that'd be difficult. They have, I claim they New have England. all these rules where you have, <laughs> you have to go and you have to complete a challenge and then you claim the state. But then if somebody claims two states bordering your state, they can initiate a battle and, and fight for control of it and everything. And it's going to be weird. And um, 
It comes out every Wednesday on YouTube. Okay, so production value. Because when I think YouTube, I think of like terrible production value, terrible audio, and people screaming and opening toys. But that's what my kids are watching. So <laughs> is this Amazing Race production value or is this Screaming Kids production value? Uh, close to the Amazing Race. Okay. They are filming it themselves. So they have GoPros. They're filming with their cameras. But they do have nice microphones that oh. are on them. So the audio quality is really good. Thank they have goodness. nice editing as mm -hmm. a part of it. Cool. Fun overlays that explain the rules of the game and stuff. What's the name of the channel again? Jetlag the Game. Jetlag Jet the, the Game. That sounds like fun. It is. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Well, I um, follow me on this journey <laughs> because Following. I, I have a fun journey how I got to one particular book today. It begins with uh, I was at the Thanksgiving table with uh, my in-laws, and uh, my brother-in-law was talking about a book called Smelly Peter, the Great Pea Eater. Um, by Steve Smallman, <laughs> and it is, uh, P is P-E-A, by the way, just in case you, P like the vegetable, <laughs> and he, the, the story follows um, Peter, who is a little boy who loves to eat uh, peas, you know, and he just thinks that they're, they're delicious and wonderful. Um, I do like peas. But they, he eats yeah. them so much that uh, they make him a little bit gassy. <gasps> <laughs> Oh. And then, they, so he's a little bit stinky, but they're really all he wants to eat. And then the more he eats them, uh, he actually wakes up one morning <laughs> and he turns green. And so that's not great for him either, the fact that he has turned green. But he thinks it's hilarious. I wish you could all see. She is literally showing Kellen and I the pictures <laughs> as she turns the page. Well, because I feel like it needs some justification. You, you just have to see. Like he's She's doing a great description with Adam, but it's really fun to watch her. <laughs> just imagine a Nicole holding a book open for you. Yeah, he's so he goes to school and his friends. Some are some are entertained. Some think that it's you know silly, and some are like you you stink. But then um, because he's so green, he is mistaken by a, a colony of aliens as their as their new leader. But of course, and so they come and they pick him up and they take him back to their planet Krell and they say you're the best green that we've ever seen. Say you're our new king, and it's all wonderful. They're ready to have him be their king of Krell. Um, I want to guess what's going to happen. Go ahead. Did they not have any peas and now he has to beg to go home? Well, actually, you're half right. They have oh. no peas. They they say, what would you like to eat? We have so many wonderful foods here. And he says, peas. And they say, well, we don't know what that is, but here are all these other dishes. So they serve him all the other dishes. Um, and they're delicious, uh -huh. but they're not peas. No. And so he's a little less stinky. And then he starts to miss home a little bit. And then he's a little bit more pink. Because oh, he yeah. loses his green because he's not eating his peas. And so the, the Krellians don't want him anymore. And so they send Aww. him home. And uh, his parents are happy to see him. Um, and they have all the peas ready to feed him because they've Good. missed him and they've restocked. But now he's not into peas anymore. He's into baked beans. <laughs> so you can imagine the next journey that he will go on. Well, this author, Steve Smallman... Um, he has been around the block. He's um, illustrated many, many books, and he's also written many, many books. Um, and so I thought, well, that sounds really cute. As my brother-in-law is telling me about this book, I go on our library um, site to request it, and then I see all the other things that Steve Smallman has done. Um, and he has a whole group of um, titles that are called Fractured Fairy Tales, um, and they have different sorts of morals. And so the one that I took home was Rapunzel, Rapunzel, Wash Your Hair. Oh, that's a good point. She's long got, hair is going to be gross. Yeah, and and that's that's a battle that we have in my home with long curly locks. Is mm -hmm. we don't we like the long curly locks, but we don't like to wash them. So Rapunzel, mm -hmm. Rapunzel, wash your hair. Um, and then I found one that I thought was particularly interesting and seasonal. 
And it's called Santa is Coming to Ohio. Oh. Santa is Coming to Ohio, written by Steve Smallman, illustrated by Robert Dunn and Catherine Kirkland. And I thought, oh my gosh, is is he an Ohio author that I didn't realize? Oh, I would love that. He's not. No, he's based He just in... loves Ohio. Ohio is lovable. <laughs> That's why I tell you about all the places to go visit. He's based in the UK. I mean, it says he lives in the UK, so I assume that he's British, but I don't know if, you know, maybe he, he once lived in Ohio. Maybe he was commissioned to write this for Ohio. Does I... it have Ohio icons in it? Oh, all of the Ohio icons. Oh. So basically, it starts out that like Santa is double checking his list and um, he's on his children from Ohio. Yes. And apparently he categorizes how he delivers. And so he's he's checking the Ohio kids list and then he's delivering to Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then he might check the, you know, Michigan kids list and then deliver to Michigan. That's um, like a really good system. I approve. Yeah. And so he, he makes his way to get to Ohio. And so it talks. It's just cute. It says, you know, he heads south across the Arctic Ocean and they fly above Michigan and onto Ohio. Um, and then they crossed over Lake Erie, and then there was a blizzard, of course, you know, course. the lake affects yep. snow. And then, um, so he finally, you know, gets his way into Ohio. Um, it says, you've arrived, you know, and they, they hear, they're guided by the bells of the St. Joseph Cathedral in downtown Columbus. Oh! And so the bells get them get them through the storm into Ohio, um, and they land right on top of the Levesque Tower. Oh well, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so they they ran into the Levesque Tower, um, but then they have to they have to keep going to deliver to the rest of the kids. So they go mm-hmm. above the Columbus City Hall and the Arena District and the North Market and Goodale Park, and then as he's going, it's very Columbus centered. But I was um, thinking. He does talk about how, you know, there were big chimneys in Bowling Green and small chimneys in Youngstown and thin chimneys in Athens and big fat chimneys in Worcester. And um, so it's really cute. I just was so... um, And then there's a really nice spread of illustrations done by (gasps) Robert Dunn and Catherine Kirkland. Okay, I'm already seeing the giant basket. I approve. Oh, and the Hall of Justice. You've got... Which um, isn't called the Hall of Justice. It's the Cincinnati... Is it historic? It's where they have. The, it's like their historical museum. Yeah, I was gonna say, and this is Union Station in you Cincinnati. Say, yes, but I call it the Hall of Justice okay. because they they actually made the Hall of Justice in the uh, Super Friends. Yeah, that's based off of that building. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah. So they've got yeah they've got the they've got you know, Cincinnati's Union Station. They've got some, they've got um, Sandusky with uh, Cedar Point. They've got bridges. They've got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Love All it. sorts of things in it that are just a whole lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I I did a bunch of digging. I could not find if this was commissioned. Um, I, in this, we do have it in the library. I'll I'll take it back today so you can check it out right now. And um, we only have one that exists in the entire um, Central Library Consortium. So I think we <laughs> might need to find a way to buy some more um, to buy some more copies. But yeah, so these were all written by Steve Smallman. Um, I talked about Smelly Peter, the Great Pea Eater, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, Wash Your Hair, and Santa is Coming to Ohio. Cute, cute, cute. Yeah, we will um, take a break. Thanks for going on that journey with me. And uh, (laughs) on the other side, we'll talk to Kellen about some things happening with the Maker Studio. So stay tuned. Welcome back. You are listening to Off the Shelf. I am your host, Nicole Fowles, with Molly myers Labady. Hello. And Kellen Freeman joining us, our information and technology training specialist. And the guy in the Now you're studio. just showing yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> I just get real happy when I get titles right. I know. We got some crazy we got some crazy ones in the system for sure. So Kellen, you have a very busy maker studio right now. Yes, Talk we about do. what's happening in the month of December in the maker studio. Uh, so for the month of December, everybody has been coming in to make their holiday presents. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, currently the laser is booked 
through Christmas. Oh my gosh. Wow. um, So that has been pretty solidly booked since about Thanksgiving. Um, What kind of projects Mm -hmm. are you seeing? So we're doing a lot of ornaments. People Uh are making Mm -hmm. a lot of ornaments for family and friends. Um, We've had a few um, shirts made. A few things have Mm -hmm. been embroidered, usually stockings with somebody's name put on them. Oh, that's a darling. Um, Yeah. And it's been, but it's also just everybody who are just doing their regular projects, squeezing them in between everybody else who's coming in (laughs) because it's the only time they can come in. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a whole lot of fun. That yes. is a good um, a good explanation to say that we do have an ability to book the machines in the maker studio. Yes. Of course, it is, you know, it, it used to be that you could just walk in and you would probably have availability. But how do people book a book a machine? So if you go to the library's website, in the top right corner is a little menu button. You can click that and find maker studio equipment reservations. And mm-hmm. That will take you to a page. You can pick your day and time that you want to come in. And that will keep the machine reserved for you. Mm-hmm. We have you mm-hmm. mentioned a lot of things: embroidery, mm-hmm. 3D printing, mm-hmm. laser engraver, vinyl cutter. Yep, we have bookbinding and uh, sewing and embroidery machines. We have a wide format printer to make banners and stickers and all sorts of stuff with. You could make uh, name tags with the button maker. Yes, if you wanted to make yep. family name tags. Oh, that would be cute. Wouldn't that? You have a little family get together. Yeah, that means you have, have the kids the... draw behind where you're gonna write the name, yeah. and then you get the cute like kid drawings. Mm-hmm. That'd mm-hmm. be really cute. And then you can have them wear those like when they're twenty. <laughs> Not <laughs> right, that I've right, been plotting right, things right. for my nieces and nephews. You bring them back every year. Wear them to uh-huh. high school graduation. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to wear these. <laughs> yes, exactly. Aunt Molly said so. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Aunt Molly said we had to. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise me in the least. So the Maker Studio, you you do have classes, and we rarely talk about them on this program because typically when we're talking about what's coming in the next week, your classes are booked. Always. <laughs> Always. Yep. Yeah, we we have classes every week in the Maker Studio, and mm-hmm. registration opens for them two weeks before the class takes place, and registration opens at 9, and by 9.03, the wait list is full. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And so we've heard the complaints that there's not enough spaces, there's not enough classes and so in January, we're starting mm-hmm. a new system where we will be closing the Maker Studio on Wednesdays to just offer classes all day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great currently idea. Currently, we're running about one to two a week, and we'll be able mm-hmm. to expand that to about six. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's going to let us also just focus on running classes and not have to worry about anybody coming in who may need help for mm-hmm. something else. Um, mm-hmm. Because there are occasionally times where we have to balance teaching a class with somebody who needs help doing a thing. If. And mm-hmm. It could be a lot. lot. Yeah, that that, that is a lot. Creator things take a lot of brain power. And so Mm -hmm. you've got to get in there and learn them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for both the for both the creator and for the the Maker Studio team. Yes. So uh, this is kind of a new format that you were saying. When is this going to take effect? It will take effect the first Wednesday of January. Okay. We have Mm -hmm. our first classes scheduled. I think that's like the fourth? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. I don't think that far ahead. <laughs> Today is Friday. Right. Today is Friday. Thinking of when our holiday, <laughs> when our holiday schedule is. I was like, I think, I know. That, I think that's what that means. Yeah. So <laughs> th- that takes effect in January. So Maker Studio will be closed on Wednesdays, but not that you won't be there, but that you'll have mm-hmm. more opportunity for classes. Yep. Are those classes only going to be during the traditional nine to five working hours? Yes, they will be. Well, no, there will be a couple of them that will go into the evening, but okay. we'll be offering them. All day. Okay. Um, the, the first classes start at 9.30, and the last one ends at 7. 
So you can kind mm-hmm. of be a little bit a little bit creative and flexible with your own schedule too. Yeah. If you are a person mm-hmm. who works a traditional nine to five, you can maybe yeah. get in one of those. Yeah. And the thing I always tell everybody about our classes is the class is an opportunity for me to tell a group of people how to do one specific thing Mm -hmm. with my attention focused on that. Mm -hmm. You're welcome to come in at any time and we'll do the thing. Uh, We Mm -hmm. had somebody who can't make it to the calendar program um, this week. Well, they couldn't make it because we had to cancel it because the room is under construction at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that one. (laughs) uh, They weren't able to then make it to the reschedule next Wednesday, and so they're just coming in Monday, Mm -hmm. and we're going to walk through the process of it then. Right, right. And so that is, you were talking about the calendar program. That's one of those, like, kind of multi-step ones where you're actually, you know, gathering pictures, putting them in a format, then you're going to print them, then you're going to need to bind them. Yep. And so how many machines? I mean, in one class, how many machines does a person usually touch? Usually one. We have occasionally a sampler platter mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. smaller things where we'll maybe do two or three if they're real quick little little bits. I love that description, um, sampler platter. Yeah, I, right. uh, <laughs> I usually refer to it internally as the analog buffet. Oh, oh yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. And so we usually use the book binder and the button maker and the laminator because mm-hmm. I can show you how to use the laminator in four minutes tops. And there's not really doesn't necessitate a class mm-hmm. for that. So kind of lump all three of them together. Also, your risk factor in many of those is fairly low. There's yes. not many chances that you're going to lose a finger on a laminator. Yes. No. <laughs> That's such a good point. It's a very small hole. <laughs> very small opening. Yeah. So... That's a lot of stuff happening with the Maker Studio. I know we have some momentum building um, because we have we can maybe give a little bit of tease that we're talking about a Maker Studio at the Liberty Branch Library. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, is there anything you want to tease about what's going to happen there? Uh, we will have some of the same equipment that we have at Delaware. We'll have button makers and 3D printers, um, but. Delaware will have some equipment that is different from Liberty, so there will not be a laser cutter at Liberty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be just at Delaware. Same with the embroidery. But then we're going to have different things at Liberty as well. So we'll have a sublimation printer, which is able to... Cool. It prints onto a special paper that you can then heat press onto a variety of materials. Yeah. The paper itself is just a carrier device for the ink, more mm-hmm. or less. You mm-hmm. bake the ink into the surface of what mm-hmm. you're working with. So I can heat press my face on all sorts of things. Yes. And hide it around for my husband to find. You could. Oh. Sure could. And you'll be brighter Kellen, and more we're vibrant. we're going to be talking okay. when it comes time to make that. Yeah, brighter okay. and more vibrant than ever before. Yes. And um, <laughs> we'll also have a wide format printer like we have there, but this one's going to be slightly different. The one we currently have, the ink cures with heat. Mm-hmm. The new mm-hmm. one will cure with UV light, which okay. will allow us Ooh. to do a different setup of inks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to print onto transparent materials that we can't Ooh, do currently nice. or be able to add glossy little bits to a matte material instead of having it all or nothing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Really so, cool. A few different things here and there just to yeah. give us some variety. And many of those things that are happening are thanks to our friends of the library. So yes. we would be remiss if we did not mention the wonderful friends of the Delaware County District Library. They're amazing. And their fundraising mm-hmm. efforts, um, our sponsors of the show, and everything that, that they do for us and that they're doing for the Maker Studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So come in to the main library now and see Tom and Kellen and anyone else who you might find in there, Tracy, Patrick, or just any other friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, then in the new year, come in every day except Wednesday. Every day that we're open except Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. 
So we have a minute or two to talk about some of the things that are coming up this week at the library. Mm-hmm. We have our board meeting on Tuesday, December 20th. That is at 5 o'clock at the Delaware Main Library in our community mm-hmm. room. So come and join us for that. It'll be a holiday celebration. Holiday celebration. <laughs> I think there might be a cookie. I don't if know. If you love meetings, come on down. Come on down. <laughs> Rip, roar, and good time. What else do we have, Molly? Uh, I'm really excited about this one. On December 21st, we have the Dempsey Middle School Singers performing. That's at our Delaware Main Library from 1 to 1.30. Mm -hmm. So come in and just sort of get to enjoy a little Christmas music. There's just that, you know, there are little moments in our days that we can walk in and just be in the spirit. It's just a good time for all. Yeah, it's not going to be a quiet library at the main no. library for about a half an hour, but it'll be really, really spirited. So you'll enjoy it for that half hour. This is a great opportunity. We get contacted by these community um, groups so often that you know the Dempsey Choral Singers they work for the entire first half of their school year on mm-hmm. their Christmas music, and then they have one concert. And so these, um, you know performers want to get another chance to get out in the community and it lets us see the talent in our own community it's a great chance to get out there and see it's pretty cool living in delaware yeah yeah we've got great programs Mm -hmm. um of course we have a number of maker studio tours we've got um, a 5 30 a 6 30 and a seven o'clock coming up on Mm -hmm. thursday the 22nd um so those are all little like half hour tours yeah Mm -hmm. that's one of the few things we don't require registration for you drop (laughs) in take a look yeah and so you're not going to get necessarily your hands on a machine, but you are going to get an overview yep. yeah. of everything. Yeah. And then, of course, we have to mention um, we do have some holiday closures coming up. We are closed mm-hmm. on uh, Saturday the 24th. Um, where we would normally be closed on Sunday the 25th. And then um, due to normally being closed on 20, su- Sunday the 25th, we are extending our closure this year to Monday the 26th. So the 24th, 25th. And 26th, we are closed, um, but our digital branch is always open. And we'll be back for you on the 27th, yeah. rested and ready to go. Of course. It'll be really nice. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Well, that is our time. So thank you, Kellen, for being our guest today. Mm-hmm. Sure. And Molly, as always, thank you for being my co-host. Good time as always. Gage did a phenomenal job on the board today. And we will see you in the stacks.